This gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. Upon us. Thank you, Jehovah God. In Jesus' marvelous name we are prayed. Come on, put your hands together. God bless you. Wonderful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, welcome somebody and say, nice to see you. Hope you are doing fine. I am doing great. Are you sure? Come on, greet somebody, greet somebody and let them know that uh, you got life in you. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Everything will work together for our good. Um, I wasn't sure I'll be able to make the service. Just came in from London this morning, but God is grace is gracious. Even made the pilot to cooperate. Everything will work together for your good. In the name of Jesus. All right. Before I share with you briefly what I believe the Lord laid on our hearts. Just one announcement specifically. Um, you remember on the, where was the center opened again? Did anybody remember? Center next door. Yeah. Oh, so where is it? You're calculating it now. 28 of August. Was that 28? And it was August. August is one, 31 days in August. Which of the day? Is it 28? 28. Right, okay. The law provost came around. Um, the law provost is like for Aberdeen, like the mayor, um, the civic leader of the city. If uh, it had been in those days, it would have been the king of Aberdeen. But, uh, but he came around for the opening of the center. Um, we call it center, actually, without the article. Um, he was quite happy, and right there and then, he promised that he would donate books to the library. Um, I, he promised on the day, well, what he agreed with us before he came for the program was that he would be with us very briefly, and that he would be leaving soon uh, after the opening. Um, I had to pull myself away from him upstairs. He, he stayed one hour behind. We were just chatting. Um, since then, he's been showing increasing interest in what God is doing in our midst. So, he, of his own volition, said that he wants to hold a civic reception for the church. Civic reception is what the city holds for a group of people. So, it's to be held in the townhouse. Um, so he was asking us for a date. So while we were still doing that, he said, well, maybe it looks like, I don't have the full details on that. It looks like his diaries, uh, this, the, the town hall is not free in the nearest future. So it's rather than wait until he is able to do that, he will be coming in to the same location again center, um, which has been purposely dedicated for the use of young people. And the date 
is given us is the 11th of October at 6 p.m. is specifically requested for secondary and university students. I believe those should be undergraduates. So I will ask that please you encourage every secondary school student under your care. And university students, I believe most of you are inside here, so please uh, make it a date. It's not coming alone. He said it's coming with the Lord Dean. And then the Lord Dean, I think, is the second in command. I was trying to check the role of the Lord Dean. So you have the Lord Prophet, the Lord Dean, and it's coming with other council officials. So it will be kind of a small dinner. I guess it's going to be a finger buffet, or we will agree what that will be. But more importantly, please, let's open our arms to receive this kind of um, partnership that the civic authorities are extending to us. So I will expect, please, all university students, undergrads, all secondary students, please encourage them to be here 6 p.m. on Friday. And um, we pray that it shall be a glorious time in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Lord, we thank you for another opportunity to come into your holy presence. Speak to us. Touch our hearts. Transform us. Make us fit for purpose. As a purpose for which you have created each and every one of us. Make that purpose, Lord, to be fully established. And as we hear your word today, let your word work. And may we go out ourselves and work it out for the benefit of many others. Thank you, eternal Father. In Jesus' marvelous name we pray. I'm expecting that today we will spend a lot of time to worship God more. So please, the choir and all the instrumentalists get ready. We will have an extended period of worship again. Um, many people have been testifying already that when God led us to do the 21 hours of praise, quite a few testimonies are coming in and many people are tying things to that. So and I think whatever God is using to work, we must continue to do it. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 15. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 15, 1-5. Therefore by him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips. Giving thanks to his name. I take that again. Therefore, by him, that is by Jesus, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. I discover that God deals in sacrifices. And not long after I created heaven and earth, the first sacrifice uh, took place, and God separated people with sacrifice. And that has not changed. Uh, Cain was rejected because of his sacrifice. Abel was accepted because of his sacrifice. You read that in your Bible. You agree with me? 
And God has not changed. It's the same principle. It's sacrifice that differentiates people from one another. It's sacrifice that make one to be acceptable unto God and another one. In actual fact, people will go to heaven or hell not because of anything but because of sacrifice. You know that sacrifice? The sacrifice of Jesus. If you come under that sacrifice, you go to heaven. If you come under any other thing but the sacrifice of Jesus, there is no way. So sacrifice is a huge thing with God. And I, I believe from today we shall begin to think sacrifice. Anything you do, just think sacrifice. Just think, you see, the Old Testament did not waste time writing all those details about sacrifices just for the fun of it. It was for a purpose that God decided to list those things unto Moses, the whole of Exodus, or let's say at least from chapter 15 onward, the whole of Leviticus, a good part of Numbers, a huge part of the Bible was given unto understanding sacrifices. And so when Christ came, God could have just said, I'm sending my son to forgive the world, and I'm going to sit on my throne. You know what? I will do it like a judge. I will do it like a judge. I sit down, and my son will plead with me. No, no, no. God said, he must be sacrificed. And so that is giving me a new understanding. I said, Lord, we may have been mixing some things up, and we may have been missing on some things, simply because we have not got a good grasp of what sacrifices are. Today, you will get it in the name of Jesus. I said today we shall get in the name of Jesus. The night the, that Solomon offered a thousand sacrifices unto God. Did anybody remember what happened on that night? The Bible said he had, he, he gave God a thousand sacrifices. You remember? What happened that night? God met with him. And God struck a covenant with him. And I said, boy, from now on I will supply all that you will need. And God never failed. And many say believe that what triggered that was the sacrifice that this man gave. I pray you understand sacrifice yourself. And by the special grace of God, you will learn how to give sacrifices in the name of Jesus. Let me read a few Bible verses to you as well, just to let you know clearly the importance that Christ and God, our Father in heaven, gave unto sacrifice. In Hebrews chapter 13, the next verse to the anchor verse that we use, to the text for the, for, for the short exhortation, he said, But do not forget to do good and to share, for with what? Such. Come on, echo is on the screen. And with what? God is, what did God call it when you give and share with people? Sacrifice. And it's not just sacrifice of I'm denying myself. God sees it as the Old Testament sacrifice, as a type of the Old Testament, and they all speak in heaven. Your sacrifice will speak for you. Cornelius was sacrificed that spoke for him in Acts chapter 10. He said, your arms have come unto God. That is, whenever you gave arms, it's as if you were burning incense on the altar. It's as if you were burning an animal on the altar. But God says, well, those were just shadows of what are coming. Now, I have not changed about sacrifices. It must be sacrificed. Tell your neighbor, I will sacrifice. Hallelujah. And sacrifice. Do you know that Jesus Christ, our Lord, in the temple, I want to establish this very well for you before we own it on one of the sacrifices. It might come a little bit. I remember 19... When were we in 1988 or so, 87, 88? We had a full study on all the sacrifices. You know, uh, the church we were attending at that time. Uh, some of those materials, 
God have mercy. I, I, I'm so tempted because I couldn't even get anything on, the, on all the sources that I'm looking for. But it was so detailed, a study on sacrifice. But God, after I waited on him for this short message, and it's not full yet, he gave me some insight into what these sacrifices are. And I'll tell you in a moment. You know, Jesus Christ, that's where I was. When he was also going to the cross, and the Bible said he set his face as going to Jerusalem, and people wanted to divert him. He immediately got to the temple. The only thing he corrected was the way people were messing with sacrifices. What were they doing? They were selling and buying. Things that they will use. And Jesus Christ said, this is not the way it should be done. Do not turn my father's side into the house of thieves and robbers. But let it be the house of prayer. Let sacrifices be offered with a pure heart, not because you are merchandising it. It's all about sacrifices. Hallelujah. Oh, God, give us understanding. Come with me to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5. I read another verse of scripture for you to give you understanding. And then I own in on one of the sacrifices that I think uh, is relevant to us today. If you have it in the New Living Translation, that would be helpful. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5 in the NLT. And it says, shall we read together? Please get to engage. One, two, go. And you are... God is building into his spiritual temple. What's more, you are his... Through the mediation of Jesus Christ, you offer what? Spiritual. That does what? So everything about the temple is completed. Can you see there? The temple is there, a spiritual temple. You agree with me? The priests are there. You agree with me? And even Jesus Christ himself is the one that will be the mediator, or as it were, even the offering on the table. And then you offer, in addition to that, spiritual sacrifices. I feel tempted like turning this to a Bible study. How many of us know how many kinds of offerings and sacrifices were in the Bible? Okay, name the ones you know. Burnt offering. Peace offering, good. Eh? Okay, eh? sin offering, trespass offering, yes. Eh? Dance offering, okay. Okay, Sunday offering, redemption offering, okay. Man, keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. A wave offering, good. I went for an exam like that, and my examiner was encouraging me to dig my own self in more. <laughs> I was so offline, the man said, yes, yes. I had the exam in Edinburgh. Oh, eyes I've seen. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, so there are only five clear offerings in the Bible. Is that okay? So take note. Number one, burnt offering. That's the one you joke with most of the time, isn't it? And when the wife, you know, decides to cook and the thing is born, you say it's burnt offering. Please don't do too many burnt offerings, okay? Number two is sin offering. All right? Number three is trespass offering. Number four is peace offering, as you have said. And number four is meal of, five is meal offering. All right? No, I, I hope I have time. Now, burnt offering, everything you put on the altar, you burn it. Mm? That's burnt offering. And uh, you can use bull, you can use even dough for that. For the sin offering, you do that primarily because you have sinned. 
And therefore, you want God to take away your sin, so it must be attached to particular sin. And also, when the sons of Aaron are to be consecrated, they do a sin offering. Trespass offering is looking a little bit more like sin offering, but is that one that you run into inadvertently. That's a trespass offering. Mm? All right? Then there's a meal offering. A meal offering is not so much different from bond, from sin, and from trespass, but it is the only one that is made with cereal. That is, there's no bloodshed in that one. So you put together all the things, the sheaves of barley and of oats and everything, and you put salt on them, put oil on them, and you burn them. The God's is so special, significant, we're not dealing with that today. Amen. Then you have the peace offering. Is that okay? Now, of all these offerings, the only one that is different from their all is the peace offering. And that's what we're talking about today. And I'll tell you the reason why. The reason why the peace offering is, diff is different is that I believe with all my heart, God still expects us that we put a lot of contribution into our peace offering. Yes, everything is concluded in Christ Jesus. Is somebody following me? I hope it's not too heavy going. Is that okay? Say, so all offerings in the Old Testament, why is it that we are no longer burning animals on the altar? Because of Jesus. Apart from the practicality of, you know, but mainly because of Jesus. Because all those sufferings, they are completed in Jesus. We agree to that. All right. So now, for every offering, including peace offering, if you look to Jesus and the sacrifice that he did on the cross of Calvary, you are covered. But for peace offering, for some reason, apart from the fact that you have all, got everything in Christ Jesus, all these other ones that are referred to here, they are referring indirectly to the peace offering because of a few reasons that I will mention unto you in a moment. And number one, let's go quickly and see what the peace offering is, and you will agree with me that you will need to offer your peace offering today. Amen? Amen. Amen. Don't worry, you are bringing no animals. He told us in chapter 13, verse 13, chapter 13 and verse 15. What did he say? He said, the fruit of your lips. Did you get that one? So get your mind settled on that one. So the peace offering, let me mention one or two things quickly there. Hallelujah. Number one, the peace offering is the only offering that is not commanded, but is only freely given. So everybody's commanded, as it were, to be saved. He said, for this, he said, it's commanded every soul to repent and turn unto Jesus Christ. But for peace offering, it's a free will offering. Of course, you won't give peace offering if you are not in fellowship. Another name for it, if you search very well, some of the concordances and some of the references that I looked into, they also call it fellowship offering. So the only person that can offer peace offering is the one that's already in fellowship. So you must have got Jesus who has given the burnt offering, the sin offering, the trespass offering, and the meal offering on your behalf. And then you can bring your own peace offering, which is essentially your own offering that you offer with your lips and with your whole body. Somebody follow what I'm saying? Okay, good. So, remember our main purpose for today is that think sacrifice anytime you come to church. It will change your life. So, of all the offerings, if sin or the peace offering is the only one that's what? That is, that is not commanded. It is a free will offering. Your praise and thanksgiving must be a free will offering. Levites in the house, I ask you today, don't compel anybody to give peace offering anymore. You don't. You come, you give your offering. Anybody that wants to give, let them give. 
even to encourage them and plead with people, it's a revelation. You are standing here as Levites, anyone that will bring their offerings as well. I will tell you what the priests do in addition to what individuals do. But as for the individuals from today, you come to church, at least in fountain of love here, let it be made known. Nobody will coerce you to give your free, free will offering. Your peace offering is your free will offering. Hallelujah. That was the standard that Christ laid down. That's why he says also in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, isn't it? He said, for God loves what? A cheerful giver. There's no compulsion. Number two, point about peace offering. And I hope God is speaking to somebody today. The peace offering is the only one which is given in a state of good relationship with God. And I've mentioned that, that other forms of offering, you must use them as a stepping stone to the peace offering. Number three, very quickly. The peace offering is about the least prescriptive of all the offerings. You may use bull, lamb, anything you have. So it is when you come to the house of the Lord as you have come today, I beg of you, come as you have, come with what you have. The only thing is that you must be genuine. If it's a bull, make your bull to be one without blemish. If it's a lamb, make your lamb to be one without blemish. What is blemish? Blemish is when you are mixing things together. If your way of worshiping God is to lift hand unto him, if your way of worshiping God is like a goat by jumping, using that advisedly, amen? If yours is like a sheep by bleating as you are singing with croaky voice, God accepts it. If yours is like a bull with plodding feet and awkward movement, God accepts it. But one thing is sure, make it one without blemish. Don't mix things together. Because many times we come into the house of the Lord, we look over our shoulder, we are complaining about when somebody is offering a goat because he's jumping up. Or you are complaining because when somebody is offering a bull because the person is awkward, it does not matter. God accepts it all. Amen? Amen. Oh, he accepts it all. The only thing he wants from you is what? Your heart. Number four. There is still a role for the priest to play. There's still a role. Thank you, Father. There's still a role for the priest. Jesus Christ, there's nothing we give unto the Father. If he does not go through Christ, he's going nowhere. And that's why we pray in the name of Jesus. We worship in the name of Jesus. He's our high priest. Yes, we are little priests here on earth, encouraging others, but the primary high priest unto whom all priests look up unto is Jesus Christ our Lord. Number five, the peace offering is the only offering with two other distinct offerings under it. So, some of you are wondering, why is this man saying there were only five offerings? Of course, the other two offerings are under peace offering, and they are the heave offering and the wave offering. All right? How do they do a heave offering? And they all have great significance that God will give us understanding and we key into what Christ is doing. Amen. Or what Christ has done for us and is still doing. Amen. What's a heave offering? A heave offering is said to be one in which you use usually the heavy part of the animal. Maybe the shoulder. You lift it after you've slaughtered the animal. You lift it and it's symbolic of something. Please don't rubbish the Old Testament. It's so rich. It's so full of Power that if you understand it, you will move further. And one person that really understands the whole testament and applies it so carefully and so unassumedly 
is our dear general overseer. And I'm trying to have a greater love for the Old Testament. There's so much of richness in that the modern church we are losing out. So much of richness in it that we just think that Jesus Christ said, he said I've come to fulfill the law, not to break it. He said, every title of the law is fulfilled. So Jesus is, is come. So he's not made it necessarily, oh, everything just goes. No, 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 no. He wants you to find the corresponding thing in the Old Testament in the New and if you find it, believe you me, you will enjoy this God more. So when they do the heave offering, which those that were doing it didn't understand, but we are understanding now, is that they would take the big part of the animal, and then I thought I would preach today actually with the headphone, because there will be a lot of hand movement for me. I don't know how we do this now. You take the big animal, the, the tie of the, of the animal, and then you heave, you pick it from the floor, and you lift it up and down, up and down. Now, what is the significance of that? You are taking your sacrifice, giving it up to God, and in the same breath, God is asking you to take it back to yourself. So something goes up, something comes down to you. And... <laughs> Believe you me, if you do your heave offering very well, you won't leave the place before blessings start flowing. If you, if you, if you, if you, if you, and it takes, it takes, thank you, it takes a lot of conviction, it takes a lot of dedication to be able to do that. It takes a lot of your energy. It's not something that you do willy-nilly. You must make up your mind that that is what... Hallelujah. 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 So it takes a lot of commitment on your part to be able to please take away a bit of the echo. I think there's a reverb in it. It takes a lot of commitment on your part to keep make sure that you lift your offering unto God. Your heart, Lord, I give it unto you completely. And that effort up, immediately you bring it down, God sends blessing back unto you. The way of offering. I was confused about that. And you won't believe that these 15, 20 minutes of sharing with you took me quite a few hours to be absolutely sure that I know what I'm talking about. And I started digging into, Lord, what is the way of offering? Check a few Hebrew interpretations. Check a few things. And most of the, the greatest consensus that the way of offering is, is not this that we do. It's still the same animal that you take. No, that's not way of offering. From, <laughs> I still have a lot of Hebrew friends here who probably still have some connection with the uh, way it used to be done. Hopefully we'll confirm that later. But most of the evidence, and which makes scriptural sense to me, is that the way of offering is that the same, usually something lighter, maybe your meal offering or whatever, you take it in your hand, you don't take it up and down, but you put it forward and backward. So, you have your offering in your hand and that got a significance as well. So, when you are worshiping God, factor all these things. You see, some of the th reasons, some of the challenges we have is that our worship of God has gone stale. Remember one time when I challenged you people, I said, the same thing we do, that simply because we don't dig deeper, we don't find more of how to worship God. If you are a wife married unto your husband and you'll be cooking the same, so I know some of you like a particular food or not, but everybody likes variety. Amen. 
and women wish some men don't like too many varieties, but that's a story for another day. So you take it in your hand, and then that offering, you face the altar, and you present it to God like this. So you give it to God, and he gives it back to you. Different from what? You put it up and down. The altar signifies the coming together of the believers. So when we all come together like that to worship God, we all face the altar of God and we give on to him in a wave and we take back. So I don't know where we got the wave offering. I think because we were waving hand, it made it easy for us to call it the wave offering. Hallelujah. So when we are worshiping God, beginning from this moment, my heart cry is that you will not go away empty-handed. Remember, all of this sacrifice, especially the peace offering, is about the only one in which the final part of all the offering is divided into three. There's a little part that you burn on the altar, goes to God. There's a little part that is given to the priest to take home, that is the physical priest in those days, and the bulk of it you take home. I say in the name that's above all names, you are taking away a lot. <laughs> you are taking away a lot today. <laughs> I say you are taking a lot away today. But the proportion of what you take will depend on what you bring. It's a percentage. You bring small, you do what? You bring big, you do what? That's the way it works. So whenever somebody is effusive, whenever someone is you know, um, extravagant and unrestrictive about their giving, don't be surprised when they come back with their testimonies because in their peace offering, what they heaved up, God has given back unto them. In their wave offering, what they sent forth unto the Father, God by his mercy has given them a huge chunk of it to take back home. When you are worshiping him, worshiping him, worship him as if you are not only giving to God, but you are also expecting something back from God. I've warned you before. I did not find that in the Bible that you should give unto God without expecting. Did you find that in the Bible? It sounds sanctimonious. It sounds okay. He said, just serve God. Don't expect anything. No, I serve God. I expect something. <laughs> the, the very basic one I expect is eternal life. Reward on the last day. There are five crowns that are waiting for as many as we follow him rightly. Oh, I don't want to go into that again. I think I'm in a teaching mode today. What are the five crowns? Another day. <laughs> five crowns waiting for us. Hallelujah. You will get your own five crowns. Yeah. We need to dig deeper. We need to find out. We need to worship God. Not just with the same root, but something deeper, something richer, something based on substance from the scripture, not something we've cooked up. Oh, God of heaven and earth, we cry to you today. May we not go away empty-handed. May we not go away empty-handed. May he who owns the heaven and earth open the heavens upon you. Will you give your heave offering today? Are you sure? Hallelujah. Will you give him your wave offering today? Or all in the peace offering? This month of peace, we will enter into a new realm of peace. We will enter into a new realm of relationship we never known before. You will hear this again. Amen? <laughs> what you have from me today, you will hear it again. In the name of Jesus. Brethren, it's now time to offer your peace offering. It's now time. Thank you, Jesus. 
I will also advise you, before you rise up, I said that the wave offering is a corporate one. And good, when we wave our hand, we usually do it together. There's some degree of sense in that. But the wave offering usually is the corporate one in which we all pour on the altar of the room. The other one goes directly to God. But we all pour it on the altar of God. And what the Bible says, the book of Exodus, is that when they were gathering manna, it said those that gather few and those that gather many, they all share at the end of them and no one lack. Did you read that in your Bible? Okay, so you see the same principle where we are giving our wave offering. Now, all of these things, we are talking in, with analogy, we are talking in metaphors, and all the rest of that. But you know clearly, all we're talking about is a quality worship unto God. You remember that? Because Acts chapter 13, verse 15, tells us clearly that the fruit of our lips, that is the sacrifice of praise. So when we sing, we bring a sacrifice of praise into the house. Hallelujah. We'll come back to that in a moment. So I want you to please focus clearly as we stand before the presence of the Lord now. Amen. Good. To the choir seems to be the only one that understand my instruction. <laughs> and we get ourselves ready, brothers and sisters, to offer quality offering as we have never offered before. Amen. Amen. Do you know that we've been trying to even change what we call Sunday giving in this church? Have you noticed? We've been trying not to call it what? But we call it just collection. Offering is far more than money. In fact, of all the offerings we give, money is the least. The greatest offering, as the Bible says, is what? The sacrifice of your lips. Hallelujah. It's the praise from your heart. And that is what we shall give this afternoon. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And if we praise God very, very well, He speaks immediately. Because what's coming to my heart is that God wants to release some prophetic utterances in this room, but it's always predicated by you sending a good word. What do you call this one? And God will speak, even if yours is not big, at least if there are some in the room that gave a lot of good of what? They'll be sharing. And nobody will go away empty. I'm a firm believer in that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek it. I'm a firm believer is that give and it shall be given unto you good measure, present and shaking together, running over. I'm a firm believer of that he that has left father, mother, and a house for my sake, they will get a hundred reward, not only in this world, but in the world to come. Though with persecution, I'm a firm believer in all those. Because with God, nothing is wasted. That's why the devil will promise people that say, give, I'll give back unto you. But the first person that say, give, I give back is God. Immediately after man fell, Cain and Abel, God separated by their sacrifice. You'll be separated on the side of Abel today. Yeah. Hallelujah. And the lineage of men have been divided into two throughout eternity. The Abels and the Cains. I know that some people bear Cains. I'm not referring to you this time. I'm talking about the K-A-C-A-I-N of the Bible. Hallelujah. We will worship God. Amen. Are you ready to go? Are you ready for us, choir? Let's start with my will. Bring a sacrifice of praise into the house. Sorry, sorry, sorry. 
sorry. Sorry. I want us to do that. You remember the way we do it? You remember? Mm -hmm. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.